I live with a certain type of guilt that drives me crazy. And I need to change because I do not want to pass this guilt down to Ellie. Don't things change so much in that regard when you um, have a kid in your life that looks up to you now and you're like, well, dang it. Now I can't make all of, keep all of my bad habits. I have to get rid of them. I um, I can't imagine how teachers feel either. Can you imagine every day teachers going into work and then they know that like there's 30 eye or however many eye little eyeballs on them, right? Just watching their every single move all day. Oh my gosh, I'd be the worst teacher ever. I actually had that thought. Uh, this has nothing to do with the guilt. We'll come back to the guilt in a second. But yesterday. When you say you reference that, you're like, oh, I've got to stop doing that in front of Ellie or something like that. You made some comment and it made me really second guess the times that I give you a hug and then tickle you because it makes you so like nervous to get a hug from me. And I don't want Ellie to grow up. And be nervous getting hugs from me. So now I said to Jeff, because Jeff thinks Jeff has a very um, second grade romance vibe thing that he likes to do where he likes to taunt me and tickle me and whatever. And of course, my natural inclination is to like jolt away. And I said to Jeff, I'm like, you know, what's weird is that the way that we act, you and I interact in front of her is going to set the tone for all of the relationships in her life. Yeah. And we need to be more mindful of that. Right. And Jeff was like, oh my gosh, she's just going to think that you like Don't. jerk away from people that try to hug you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So no more sneak attacks. Yeah. Jeff Dollar. So it's taken you five plus years, but you're finally going to be able to put an end, at least if Ellie's in the room, to <laughs> the hug. Sneak that, attack, tickle hugs. That ends with a tickle. So anyways, back to the guilt. I feel guilty about something multiple times a week and I refuse to pass this this certain type of guilt down to Ellie because it's ridiculous. I feel guilty when I am returning packages to the store. And when I say packages, it's because I think the majority of our shopping right now is is online. But when I make returns to stores. The majority. All of our shopping is online. (laughs) Anything that I buy that I would return, I have purchased online. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I feel bad when I'm sending something back to Amazon or I'm taking something back to Target. I know. And let me tell you why I'm saying no. Amazon A has so much of our money and they continually get our money. I mean, we order our freaking deodorant from Amazon. I know they're getting enough of our money. And I, Jeff Bezos just went to the moon. So I don't think he's hard up for cash. Right. Um, so that's number one. And number two, I think that they, I'm pretty sure that they like account for that because they certainly do. Everybody's buying stuff online. So one of the unfortunate perils for companies is when you're selling things online, you're going to, and more people are buying, you're going to have more returns. You know how I know that companies account for it? Um, Three or four times in the past six months, 
that's an exaggeration. Twice in the past six months, but one time it was three with with a return of three items, and then the other one was a return of, of just a single item. I went through the return process on Target's website, mm-hmm. Target.com. And when I got to the end, it said, okay, we'll put $18.39 back on the credit card you used to purchase this. Just keep the item. Uh, Yeah, that's happened to me before, too. That's happened to me with Amazon also. There must be, you know that it's somebody's job and there's some sort, someone at Amazon and Target knows the exact dollar amount that makes it not worth their time, energy, and employees to return something. So like I bought a onesie for Ellie that was too small for her and I went to go return it online and they said the same thing. They're like, yeah, whatever. Basically like keep the change. Like we don't, you know, donate it, whatever. Um, so there, I want to know what the specific dollar amount is that tips that scale. Well, you can never find out because if you knew what that was, you could take advantage of it. So they'll never reveal that. But that, to me, is evidence that I should not be feeling guilty for making a return to those companies. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for our Friday night pizza night tradition. That's such a fun Friday thing that we do. And I'm so happy you're into it because you're not as routine-y as I am. And I like the fact that you have actually brought it up the past couple of Fridays where you're like, are we going to do pizza tonight? Well, here's the thing. I love you and you love routine. So on things that I think are sweet or cute, that's part of the routine. I will take advantage of those and request to do those more as opposed to the routine things that drive me nuts. You know what I mean? Uh So it like works in my favor. I'm like tipping scales in my favor because it makes you feel good because you like the routine and I like spending time with you and it's fun. So yeah. That's, and that's smart. You know what? That's smart on your part. Very smart. Yes. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the nutritionist that I'm working with. On a scale of one to 10, Callie, how are you today? I am a 10. Nice. I got to say, I'm a 10. I have, I do have like, I'm a little behind on some things, such as the nature of having two full time jobs um, and a baby and a child. But you know what? It's one of those things where I'm kind of coming around to the fact that I'm always going to be not chronically behind, but there's always going to be more on the to-do list. So I'm trying to, you know, stay in the present a little bit. What about you? 10. I'm also a 10. Uh, I was a little off last week, um, but that gap is closed and and I'm a 10. Things are just, things, things are, everything's happening as it should, I believe. And I feel good. I do have to interject something here in that's not in the schedule, but that I wanted to say, and that is, is that tomorrow on September 11th is Robin Mead's 20th, 20th anniversary on HLN. And something that most people don't know about her is that she is the longest running host on morning television. And it's really incredible. I, she, think, I think you need to qualify why you're saying that, because there might be somebody new to the show who's wondering why you're... Oh, I'm her assistant. Yeah. 
And I love her. And she's a but you're a also her really yeah. good friend. Yeah, she's yeah. also a friend and a friend of Ellie's and a friend of our family's. And a, she's really- a confidant. She's a therapist to me some days. She's she's just a remarkable human being. And I think that she is one of the most underrated professionals um, in journalism, in my opinion. And if you've never woken up with Robin, she is just she's a gem. She's a gem and she has a really long career. And to be quite honest, I'm impressed that even because the only person that had been had had that title before her was Matt Lauer. You mean the title of longest running? mm -hmm, Longest running anchor on morning television. And it's been her for like five years, I think. Or when did all that happen? Like three years ago. And no one knows that. And she's so, I think it's so impressive that she's managed to have her own show for that long, that she does it four hours a day and that she is so well liked after all this time because it is a very hard balance as a woman, in my opinion, to be respected and to fight for what you think is right. Um because a lot of people will call you names, call you a jerk. You'll get labeled a certain way. People won't take you seriously and it's you won't have that job for 20 years. Definitely easier for a guy in the workplace to be, to stand, I think, by his idea, to fight for his ideals mm-hmm. without having people say he's difficult. Yeah. I think women definitely get it more, especially like women that are, you know, in the world, like I hate calling her celebrity because that sounds superficial, but I think women in the public eye, you know what I mean? Uh Like there's, especially now there's like fear. I would imagine all the time that someone's going to, you know, say something about you on social media and it'll go viral or I don't know. It's just the world is so different now. And she's so well-respected and kind and smart And anyways, happy 20th anniversary to Robin. If you have never checked out her show, Morning Express with Robin Mead, you should definitely do that. It is a great way to wake up in the morning and it will put you in a fabulous mood. It is still, um, to me, so uh, remarkable, noteworthy that her very first day doing national television was September 11th. 2001. Yeah, it was her first day. Uh, She actually was not on air, like reporting that day. She was doing something. And I don't totally know what this means. You might, because you were in media around like the time when they didn't have, not everything was like digital or whatever. She was tracking or analoging or something. Like she was logging or tracking. She was doing something that wasn't – so she wasn't on her show like she is now. But she was – if she was, But she was there and she was working on stuff. Yeah. She was just recording stuff mm-hmm. for future use. But, yeah, that was her very first day. They're like, oh, hey, welcome to work. And then, you know. 9-11 happened. 9-11 happened. I, the fact that it's been 20 years, I mean, that day is so crystal clear to me. I think it is that everyone, like everyone that, you know – for our parents' generation, yeah. I think it was, where were you when when Kennedy, Kennedy was, was shot? Was shot. Mm-hmm. For us, it's going to be, for me, There's I have two of them. I have the space shuttle exploding, mm-hmm. and I have 9-11. Like, I will, I was on the air at the Burt Show. We had only been on for a few months, and I'll, I can remember exactly what we were talking about. Uh, Whitney Houston was at an award show. 
like the night before, I don't know what award show it was. It was some, some, something. We were talking about Whitney Houston for some reason. And uh, a guy who works at the radio station called the hotline and I picked it up and he said, Hey, um, turn on the news. And we turned on the news and we just started talking about it because that was the nature of our show. We're like, oh, we got to stop talking about Whitney Houston because there's something terrible happening in New York City. But at that time, only one plane had hit the tower and we didn't realize. Yeah, nobody it, did. That it was a passenger jet. We thought there was just something bad happening in New York. And then we saw the second plane hit live. I don't remember. I was at school, so like in high school, so I wasn't listening to you guys, but I remember it being either like replayed or something like that. Um, I remember hearing it, the audio of it, of you being on air, and it was so. They played it. This is, kind of, I mean, this. I, I don't know who made this decision or whatever, but there used to be a montage That's it. that we played every year on the radio station that ran from the moment the plane hit the first tower to the moment the plane hit the second tower. I forget what the time frame was, but it was a montage of the, of the news like event of the entire day. Um, but when I left the radio station, they stopped playing it because it was my voice. Oh, I'm assuming that's why they I, maybe I could be wrong. That's a bold assumption. I But the last year they played it was the last year that I was there. And nobody has ever asked me, but I would have, certainly have no problem with them continuing to play it. Yeah, I was especially this year, 20th anniversary, 20th anniversary of it seriously uh, seems to me. I mean, like yesterday, it really does. And I know that so much has changed since, since then, but I think the memory is pretty, um, cl it's clear to all of us. I think that, that kind of lived in that time. Um, I, my dad, I didn't realize, so I was in high school. My dad was the general counsel at Delta airlines. And I think when you're in high school, before you become an adult, I don't think you realize things like that. It didn't phase me that my dad was in charge of the legal department at an airline when two commercial airlines hit the World Trade Center. Right. And I don't- And the third one hit the Pentagon and the fourth one crashed in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I don't even, I, I don't even think that my, I don't remember even asking him what he did at work. I'm like, Oh dad, you're not traveling. Right. Okay, cool. But I just don't even think that my brain registered. And then, um, you know, until recently. And I'm like, gosh, my dad's story is crazy because not only was he a, well, not crazy. Lots of people had crazy stories. His is really interesting and unique because he was giving a speech on terrorism when it happened to security officials for airlines. And then he was actually in the Delta command center when they were trying to figure out what was going to happen next. And if all, they were trying to locate all the Delta planes and all that stuff. So his perspective is really cool. And we recorded it. We're going to play it as a bonus episode today. Um, and it's really, had you ever heard that story? Before no, of he, course not. But it's really interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So check that out later today. Have you heard the names Nick Marson and Diane Kirschke? 
I don't think so. Nick and Diane were actually on planes on September 11th, 2001, and they were diverted to Gander, which is this tiny town in Canada. It's in Newfoundland, Canada. I think they have about 10,000 residents, and it's where all of the international flights that were entering U.S. airspace were told to land. I think it's the first runway that can accept a, a, a commercial passenger plane, mm-hmm. you know, like a, like a Delta plane or a, a American airlines plane. It's the, it's the first runway of its uh, capable of handling those planes in North America. So they were instructed, their planes were instructed to land there with several others. I think like ended up being like 40, almost 40 planes. Well, Nick, uh, was in is is was in his fifties at the time. He was a businessman, British businessman. Diane had just turned sixty. She was returning home from a trip. She had just gotten divorced, and they were in Gander for five days, and they really got to know each other so much so that when they got home to their respective cities, they realized that they missed each other. So Nick flew to Houston a month later to meet up with Diane just to take her to lunch. And then in November of 2001, he said, I think we should get married. And she said, yes. So he moved from Great Britain to Houston. And in September of 2002, almost one year from when they first met, they got married in Houston. They went to Gander for their honeymoon. That's really sweet. So they're celebrating their 20th wedding anniversary this year. So congratulations to Nick and Diane. One of the shows that we produce is called the Moms on Call podcast. And the Moms on Call literally wrote how-to books on parenting, but they're all really concise and they have a great show. And if you don't listen to it, you absolutely should check it out. They always have really great wisdom, but they are very calming and have these like ideas where I'm like, huh, I would have never thought about that before. That is genius. And I love it. I take away something every time they do a show. They said something about grace, self-grace. Um, that I thought was so brilliant that we have to share it. I think grace Mm. starts when you close your eyes, when you hit the bed. And I think it starts with what you tell yourself when you unwind throughout the day. We all think about the things that we did wrong. You know, we go into bed and we're like, "Uh uh-oh, well, I don't know if I can get them in the right school. And if they don't get in the right school, will they get to the right college? Is this going to ruin their life? And we go through just this list of all the things that can go wrong. Or maybe it's just me. I think that's all of us. I mean, I think that, you know, we sit in this this world where every time we turn around, we're second guessing everything that we've done and Mm -hmm. whether or not we're saying the right things or we look the right way or we pick the right sport or we pick, you know. And I think that that has a way of just swirling things around in our minds. Sometimes when I lay down at night, my mind doesn't stop. So how can we harness that? Hmm. What I'll challenge a lot of my clients to do, a challenge of my own that I have to do myself, is to remember when I close my eyes at night, what are five things I did right? 
Could you find five? I loved my kids today. I did my best. I laughed in the midst of a messy kitchen floor. Um, I helped a neighbor and I said kind words to myself Mm. today. Like sometimes, you know, you just grace can start right there and spill over into the next day. I thought that was incredible advice because we spend so much time talking about how to start your day, but the idea of ending your day by saying, kind of recapping your day in a positive way by saying, what did I do today that was great is such a nice reminder and a little bit of a stress relief right before you go to bed. My day, my last thoughts, I think before I fall asleep, often are stressful thoughts of what I have to do the next day. Or what you didn't get done. Yeah. Well, that, that and I'm stressed because it's moving mm-hmm. over to the, to the next day. And if you can reframe that, Jennifer's logic is don't wake up in the morning saying that today is going to be trying to say that today is going to be a great day, put those seeds, plant those seeds in your brain the night before by only reflecting on what went great during the chaotic day you just had. So before your head hits the pillow, challenge yourself. Actually, start when you're brushing your teeth because honestly, five is going to take me a minute and start thinking about five great, five five ways that you were great today. Uh, and best of luck because that's going to be really yeah five hard. is five is a lot. Uh, if you would like to take advantage of take advantage of that's weird. If you would like to win this week's free stuff Friday prize, we've got something very cool for you. We are going to be giving you one pair of Rothy's shoes of your choosing, and they now have men's shoes, so you can choose men's shoes, women's shoes, any style, style, any size. They will go to you, or you know wherever you want us to send them up to you. Text the word shoes to 800-434-5454. Good luck. Think organic groceries are too expensive? So do we. Thankfully, there's Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They'll deliver what you need so you can spend more time on what matters. Thrive Market has monthly and annual membership options that will give you access to their members-only prices. And the best part is you give back when you join. Through Thrive Gives, their one-for-one membership matching program, every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family. We've been Thrive Market members for a few years now and our focus on healthy food is super important to us more now more than ever because we have Ellie. The Thrive Market site is really easy to navigate and I know that when I click on the baby aisle whatever I choose is going to be healthy, organic and high quality for her and I can feel really good about my choices. Right now she is super into the teething crackers so we stock up on those a lot cuz she goes through them like crazy and they also have her favorite veggie pouches that she likes to have with dinner, all very healthy options, all from Thrive Market, delivered right to our door. Go to thrivemarket.com slash upside. Join today and get $20 off your first order and free gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com slash upside to get $20 off your first order and a free gift. Thrivemarket.com slash upside. 
BetterHelp has been a longtime sponsor of this podcast. We thank them so much for that. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. If something is stressing you out, if something is preventing you from being completely happy, if you have never done therapy before, BetterHelp is for you. Completely confidential. Licensed therapists and counselors are waiting to talk to you in all 50 states. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start talking to someone in as soon as 48 hours. So whatever it is that is eating you up, whether it's anxiety, stress, confusion, family issues, whatever you're struggling with, talk about it. Don't leave it inside. Share it with someone who can help. Sometimes friends and family aren't the go-to people. Am I right? So unload the stressors, get some unbiased feedback, and you'll be shocked at what you can gain from it. Go to betterhelp.com slash upside. Get 10% off your first month. Once again, that's betterhelp.com slash upside. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring The Upside with Callie and Jeff. One thing I have done more the past year than I ever have is wear my earbuds for an extended period of time. I love wearing them because they're way more convenient than holding my phone to my ear. Um, And well, that's in theory, I guess, because on days where I jump from call to call, my ears hurt. And if you know, you know. Ears are similar to fingerprints. No two are exactly alike. That's why your earbuds probably cause you discomfort or pain after a few hours wearing them. I mean, honestly, mine cause pain after like half an hour. The Ultimate Ears Fits true wireless custom fit earbuds from Ultimate Ears are here to change that. Every single time I put my earbuds in, I'm instantly reminded that they were not made for me because they never fit super well. Ultimate Ears lets you mold your earbuds to your ear and it's the coolest thing because you get them in the mail you put them in your ears, a light comes on and you can feel them molding to your ear in just 60 seconds. I love them for conference calls. And I know that I can wear them on days where I have back-to-back calls and never be uncomfortable. Ultimate Ears Fits are the world's most comfortable earbuds. If you try Fits and don't love them as much as I do, no worries. Ultimate Ears offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. Plus, you'll get free shipping, free returns, and a one-year warranty. For a limited time, get 15% off your pair of Ultimate Ears Fits true wireless earbuds at ue.com slash Fits, F-I-T-S. Just use promo code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 15% off with promo code UPSIDE at ue.com slash Fits. Today's quote of the day, stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Today's three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. My first random thing is the hand and footprints in front of the Chinese theater tradition. in LA, started accidentally when silent film actress Norma Talmadge stepped on wet cement. And they just left the footprints there and said, you know what? This is the start of something terrific. Apparently. I mean, you know, talk about an upside. I still regret they just replaced part of the sidewalk um, in front of our little community. And I wish that after they went home for the night, we took Ellie out there. I feel put her tiny little footprint in the cement. Here's why I feel um, 
like that isn't appropriate because I feel like since we don't pay HOA fees, we didn't really pay for that concrete and we shouldn't do but that. But technically we pay rent to a person who owns this house who pays HOA fees. And how cool would it be to come back in 10 years? Be like, look at that foot. That was yours. <laughs> My second random thing is there is a difference between whiskey spelled with an E-Y and whiskey spelled with a Y. Whiskey, do you know the difference? I was going to say the whiskey spelled with just a Y is spelled wrong, isn't it? No. Whis whiskey with just a Y often denotes scotch and scotch-like liquors, while whiskey with EY generally denotes Irish whiskey and American whiskeys. Both are technically correct. Huh. So no idea. Um, and my third random thing is polar bears have black skin and their fur isn't white. It's see-through. So it appears white because it reflects light. And those are my three random things. Beautiful human alert today is Daniel Foley. Daniel Foley was a firefighter in New York City, and his brother Thomas was among the very first first responders to the terrorist attacks in 2001. Mr. Foley told his mom and dad that he would not come home until he brought his brother home with him because he was caught in one of the tower collapses. So for 11 days, uh, Daniel Foley joined the rescue efforts and he found his older brother's body in the rubble 11 days later. Oh. Uh, the, um, the lieutenant who was working the rescue unit said that Danny came back day after day after day after finding his brother's bodies, body to continue to search for the Americans who were killed on that day. And he did not stop until the very last day of searching in May of 2002. Last year in February, Dan I'm going to cry. <laughs> last year in February, Daniel Foley died of pancreatic cancer leaving five children and a wife behind the cancer most likely caused by his exposure to all of the rubble at the uh, site of the terrorist attack. So he is a beautiful human, but also the 412 emergency workers in New York City who responded to the World Trade Center who died on that day but the over 220 who have died since then because of illnesses related to exposure and the people who are fighting illnesses, the first responders who are fighting illnesses due to exposure and will be for the rest of their lives that may very well be cut short because of that. All of you are beautiful humans. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Make sure you're subscribed to The Upside with Callie and Jeff wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. I didn't know you were going to do that. That was so sweet. <laughs> now I'm crying. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I just think, I think like, I mean, obviously that's a very, um, you know, special story that he, he found his own brother and whatever. But I just think, I think, 
I think one of the, there's so many memories that come back on, you know, 2000, 20 years later from 9-11, 2001. But the, the, one of the most powerful to me is the fact that there was no hesitation from the first responders to run into that, to run toward it, you know? And um, I know that it's really difficult right now for a lot of first responders in the medical field who are dealing with things related to the pandemic and police officers who are dealing with, with a lot. And um, I just think that it's easy to overlook sacrifice and forget the fact that these are the people running into and running toward danger um, when we're all running away from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just Im Im important to remember. So that's why I chose that story. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. I was a victim of the flooding last night due to the storms in Atlanta. Um, water came through my walls and literally by like 2 p.m. this afternoon after being up all night I hadn't eaten I was so tired and I realized I literally said to myself oh, I need to listen to Callie and Jeff and I really did need you guys and I really did feel better after I listened to the episode so I'm very grateful for you guys today yeah okay bye you guys when I was growing up my favorite games, toys, whatever that I remember playing with were building sets like erector sets and Lincoln logs. And I also had these kits from Radio Shack. Remember Radio Shack was a thing, little science experiments you could do and a rock tumbler. I remember my parents helping me with all of those, especially the building stuff, doing those with my dad. Something about that parent-child connection while you're creating together leaves memories in your brain that are different than the other memories. That's just one of the reasons that KiwiCo and the crates that they deliver right to your door are so great. Because as you're working on these projects with your child, you're imprinting a memory in their brain that they'll have forever. Plus, you're also going to be boosting their natural creativity and satisfying their natural curiosity with hands-on projects every single month. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There is something for kids of all ages. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo.com. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com. Once again, that promo code is UPSIDE. Jeff, Jeff, I mean, I think we've come to a crossroads, bud, and I'm kind of sad about it. I mean, it's, it's not you, it's me. No, it's absolutely you. This is Crystal. Long-time listener here, making it almost 21 years between you and I, and you just, just hocus pocus, man. And that, that right there in Harry Potter, super deal breakers. Halloween, Harry Potter, hocus pocus, and Hamilton are like the three loves of my life. But don't tell my two kids and my husband that. Like, let's keep that on the DL. I'm gonna try really hard to get past this, and I'm gonna, 
I'm going to try to forgive you. I just don't know if it's going to happen. You've placed a wedge. There's a wedge, Jeff Dollar. Callie, I'm sorry. We'll be besties for resties. Bye. Hey, guys. I was calling about the uh, the caller who called in about Callie's voice sounding different. I noticed it, too, in the older uh, episodes, but I thought her voice was higher. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she sounds like younger and her voice sounds higher and I was like I wonder if it has something to do with having a baby and I googled it and yes uh, apparently after having a baby your voice drops to and I should know the technical term to can be octaves I'm not sure and it gets more monotonous I don't think Callie's voice is monotonous at all um, it said it's temporary though and it usually goes back after a year so I thought that was very interesting Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Brandy. I'm calling from Monticello, Georgia. I want to say I love listening to you guys in the morning. Um, I did want to say, Callie, you are talking about intuitive eating, um, and you called it a diet. Um, What I've heard people say before, and I actually love this, it's called a live it because you're not trying to die doing it. You're trying to live. It's a lifestyle change, and it's great, and I love what you're doing. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, so I'm listening to uh, September 7th episode, not sure of the number, but just the part where the guy takes the girl's phone and goes into her Venmo app and sends himself $4,000, I literally just gasped and said, WTH, in my car, I'm appalled with two Ps. Where do people get off being so criminal. Integrity is everything to me and those that I have in my circle. I just can't understand and understand people like that. So unfortunately um, for that young lady, hopefully she was able to get it resolved and get her money back. But uh, that guy will get what's coming to him in the end. Goodness gracious. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Lucia, it's been a while, but I have a couple comments. I love the throwback episode. Uh, the audio is definitely better lately. I don't know if that was because that was from your old studio and now this is the new one, but um, also, Skylar, I am with you 1,000%, dude. Uh, I thought the same thing. The show closed, I thought for sure it was Cicely Tyson. Definitely didn't sound like Wanda Sykes. Cicely Tyson all the way. Yeah, that's it. And stay up, tidy friends. Bye! I was feeling like some of y'all out there, you got dreams, but you're feeling like you just don't believe in yourself. Well, honeys, if you don't believe in you, it's going to be so hard for other folks to believe in you. So you know what I want you to do today? I want you to start telling yourself that you can do anything you put your mind to. You got some books to write. You got some songs to sing. You got some inventions to invent. (laughs) You going out there and have yourself a good day. I believe in you.